0: welcome to episode number 5 of this experiment I like to call the Sports Bar Talk Podcast. If this is your first time here today, first off, welcome. We're grateful that you chose Sports Bar Talk for your podcasting endeavors on either Apple, Spotify, or TuneIn. For those of you who don't know, my name is Alex Nairi. I'm a college student at Westminster College. I'm, of course, studying sports broadcasting. And we got the best seat in the house. I didn't yell at that time. I might yell it at the end. You never know. Headphone users beware. But uh, before we begin, give this a 5-star rating if it's on Apple. uh, Write a nice review. It's on Apple, it's on Spotify, TuneIn Radio as well. All of those sites are free. We've got a lot to dive into sports-wise this week. And a pretty good food of the week. It's a good side dish as well. Or if you go to Subway, you'll see these a lot. But we're not going to get into that right now. But we have a big fight this weekend. Now, if you remember the very first episode, I talked about Fight Island a long one month ago. It feels like forever, by the way, that we talked about that. And I'm going to talk all about Fight Island and the events that are going to be that Dana White. And the Ultimate Fighting Championships are gonna be putting on while we're finally here. UFC 251 goes on this Saturday night from Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. Action can get started at 6 o'clock East Coast on ESPN with the prelims. The pay-per-view portion of the card on ESPN Plus starts at 10 o'clock. That'll be a that is a must-buy pay-per-view. Now, if you remember from that first episode, I mentioned the main event. Would be the welterweight title fight. By the way, there are free title fights. I'm going to dive into all of the title fights. I don't want to take you fight by fight. Because otherwise, that would be so boring, probably. But I'm going to take you for the title fights. But if you remember, the welterweight title was supposed to be between Kamaro Usman and Gilbert Burns. Well, just over the weekend, this past weekend, Gilbert Burns tested positive for the coronavirus. And he had a bad case, but he had headaches and fevers, so... He was out of, so he had to unfortunately pull out of the fight, which is probably a good thing because him and Uzman uh, are pretty good buddies anyway. They train together and whatnot. But I don't, I don't think I ever recall a time in maybe MMA or combat sports history where the scheduled main event that had gotten called off had lesser hype than the main than the main event. After the replacement fighter was announced. Now I'm sure you've probably heard the news. Jorge Masvidal. The BMF belt holder. Is going to fill in for Gilbert Burns. And let me tell you something. Masvidal and Usman. They absolutely hate each other. Masvidal. Of course back in the day. He would be doing. He would street fight people. In the McDonald's parking lot in Miami for $500. They'd be street fighting. This guy is used to taking fights on short notice. And here he is taking the fight. Six days notice. It was Sunday night when the uh, bout officially got announced. Uh, Masvidal flew to Vegas to get a negotiation. Now, Masvidal had some fighter pay issues a couple weeks ago. Looks like he got close to what he wanted. So he's going to be fighting for the title. The welterweight title fight. Against Kamaru Uzman. I'll give you my pick on that fight in a little bit and we'll break down that fight more in depth. But let's talk about the other title fights. You have the bantamweight belt after Henry Cejudo retired surprisingly back in May. So that belt was vacated. We're going to find out, we're going to get a new title holder for that belt. The Russian Petr Yan takes on the Brazilian Jose Aldo. Aldo, by the way, the former featherweight champion, so he'll try to become a double champ. That's a pretty good fight. You know, Petter Jan's last fight was back in December. He defeated uh, Uriah Faber, the California kid. Uh, Aldo, I can't remember who he fought last time. I think it was Magic Marlon Marais, and I think he, and he won the fight. Uh, both these guys come in. Jan has good punching ability. He's 14-1 with a, in an MMA. Aldo, 28-6. Uh, both guys are 5'7". It's going to be an interesting fight. Uh, Aldo does have the longer reach advantage. Um, Aldo likes to win most of his fights by knockout. Jan, interesting. Petr Jan, most of his fights come by decision. He likes to go to the distance. About half of the fights he has won have come by decision. That's a crazy stat. Both these guys, they like to like stand and bang. Um, Aldo, if you remember... Back In UFC 142 I think it was back in like 2012 He knocked out Um Chad Mendes in his home country of Brazil Knocked him out Ran into the crowd It was a crazy scene It was almost like a riot man So that was crazy I'll give you my pick for that fight Coming up in a minute But we're gonna break down this other title fight The co-main event It's the featherweight strap And it's a rematch Of the featherweight title in December when Alexander the Great Volkanovsky defeated Max Holloway and took the belt from Max Blessed Holloway. Genuinely surprised Volkanovsky won the fight. He did dominate the fight, though. I didn't think he was going to win. But here we go. Volkanovsky's first title of comes against Holloway, who will try to get the belt back. Uh, Volkanovsky, of course, from Australia. He's 21-1 in professional MMA record. Holloway, 21-5. Uh... Volkanovski does have a a 2.5 inch reach advantage Both these guys Pretty good, you know They can win either way Both guys like to knock you out Uh, Volkanovski 52% of his wins come by knockout or TKO Holloway, 48% of his wins Come by knockout or TKO They both can submit Um, Holloway averages 6.6 Significant strikes a minute that, that's better than Volkanovski, 6.15. Um, Volkanovski will maybe try to take the fight down, take you down. He averages more than two point six one six takedowns a fight for free rounds. Uh, but Holloway has the better accuracy at scoring takedowns. That's going to be a big part in this fight, in my opinion. I think they'll grapple. And I think we might see a very different fight than we did when these two fought back in December. Crazy to think that was in December. Now... I'm going to break down the Usman-Masvidal fight. And let me tell you, these guys are electric. Masvidal will knock you out. I foresee foresee this fight will not go the distance. I think out of all the title fights, this fight will not go the distance. So we got Usman, the first ever, the Nigerian Nightmare. He's the first ever UFC champion from Africa. And he kind of started a wave of African contenders. We might, of course, right after Usman won his fight. Israel Adesanya became the middleweight champion. But Uh Uzman 16-1 MMA record. He'll have the two-inch reach advantage. Masvidal, 35-13. Both these game-bred Masvidal, Nigerian Nightmare Uzman, And I'll tell you what. Masvidal is known to try. He did this for the Ben Askren fight back last year in July. He, Masvidal has the fastest knockout in UFC history. If you remember, he fought Ben Askren, UFC 236. No, 239 Had the flying knee right at the beginning of the fight Askren went for the takedown Masvidal landed the knee It was a vicious knee too It was the greatest knockout I've ever seen watching UFC Go look it up on YouTube And then uh, Masvidal fought Nate Diaz for the BMF belt back in November It was a special belt because Nate Diaz and Masvidal both epitomize an MMA fighter Trash talk, you know, ain't afraid to fight anybody, anytime, anywhere, outside the octagon, and uh, it was a nicely well done event, they had it at at Madison Square Garden, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was there, he actually placed the BMF belt around Jorge, the fight didn't end correctly, that's why I think we'll get a rematch sometime between those two, because uh, Nate Diaz got called for a doctor's stoppage, he had a bad cut on his eye, so uh, I'm going to give you my predictions for the title fights. Again, main card starts at 10 o'clock on ESPN Plus pay-per-view or on regular pay-per-view for our international viewers. Uh, the first fight, Petr Jan and Jose Aldo. Listen, Aldo's getting up there in age, in my opinion. Petter Jan, this is just the beginning for him. I was really impressed with Jan back in December when he fought Faber. I'm going to take Petr Jan. I do think the fight, however, goes the distance. Uh, so Petter by decision, and Jan likes to get to those decisions. The next one, the featherweight title fight, I still don't know what to think. This is a coin flip. You know, I picked Holloway back in December, but, you know, I was thoroughly impressed with how Volkanovski was able to dominate the fight. Uh, I feel like Holloway, Holloway's out for revenge a little bit. I think Volkanovski, this will be, this is really the title fight right here, because if Volkanovski wins, I think he truly is the champion. I'm going into the fight thinking Holloway's still the champion, although I think Holloway's out for revenge. I'm going to take blessed max blessed Holloway to beat Volkanovsky and take that featherweight strap back. And then the big one, this is still a coin flip to me. Now we're recording this on Thursday. The event isn't until Saturday. So follow me on Twitter at horizon Kanye. If you want to get my official pick on Saturday night, because we're dropping this on Friday and my pick could be, very, we're recording this on Thursday. My pick could be very different by Friday when this drops I uh, I'm still wrestling with who I think is going to win because both guys. The thing is with Masvidal, he's been training for this fight like it was still going to happen, according to one of his training partners. Usman, he was training to fight his training partner, and then he pulled out with COVID, and now you've got to train for a whole other fighter who has a different, completely different style than Gilbert Burns. This is still such a coin flip. I love Kamaro Usman. My heart wants Usman, but my head wants Masvidal because I just think since he's been training, he's ready for this, and he was ready to go just like that. So right now as we're recording this, I'm going to take Jorge Masvidal. But don't be surprised if when this drops or on Saturday, I say I'm going to take Kamaru Usman. It's still such a coin flip for me. I can't tell you a a definitive winner, but right now as of... uh, as of right now, at recording of this podcast, I'm going to take Masvidal. all So that is UFC 251. Reminder, the action gets started at 6 o'clock on ESPN with the prelims. And at 10 o'clock, the main card moves over the pay-per-view. That is uh, $64 if you want to buy it. It's I'm going to get it. It's worth it. Um, So yeah, we're moving on to the next sport now. College sports. Now, I got a lot of questions Will there be a college football season? Will we have NFL? One thing I can tell you that I'm 95% certain on, we will have NFL football this year. We will have it in the fall, in my opinion. How they have it, who knows. But a big decision came down yesterday regarding the Ivy League. Now, if you remember back in March, they... We're kind of the trailblazers and they suspended all their spring sports. They canceled their Ivy League basketball tournament right then and there. People thought they were crazy until the next day when March Madness got canceled. All the conferences started canceling their tournaments. So the Ivy League has decided that they will cancel their fall sports seasons. What does this mean? No football, no Harvard-Yale football game this year. Uh, that was, that's primarily known as the game. So Ivy League, there won't be no, in the Ivy League, if you go to an Ivy League school, you're not going to have any football, soccer, uh, volleyball, there's uh, some other sports. Uh, but I did see a tweet, I forget who tweeted it, Ivy League isn't ruling out having these competitions in the spring, so we might have a fall sports in the spring. I have heard of spring college football maybe being a possibility, I'd love to see it. Um, and then, today, the Big Ten announced that they, if they do have play for football, it'll be conference-only games. So there won't be no non-conference football. So no cupcake games for teams like Ohio State and Penn State in the first four weeks of the season. Uh, quite frankly, I think it'll be, if we do have a season in the fall, or the spring, it'll add for more intrigue, you know. Playing football in the spring is a much different animal than playing football in the fall. I can tell you that for a fact. Uh, we've seen it even with European soccer, you know, in the Premier League. They play from August to May, but they had to stop. And uh, now they're playing June through August, and it's a much different animal. You're seeing the game gets stopped for a minute each half for a water break. And they're even incorporating that in Major League Soccer, which, speaking of which, came back... At the time, we're recording this Thursday, so it would be on Wednesday night. The first ever Everglades Cup between the two Florida teams in Major League Soccer, Orlando City SC and Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami, of course, is owned by world football legend David Beckham. And uh, it was a very good game. It was kind of boring in the first half. But when the second half rolled around, we got some goals. We had Inter-Miami take the lead. Miami came back and tied it, and then literally in the last two minutes of the game, Orlando City, led by Luis Nani, scored the game-winning goal. Now, this tournament was supposed to, is a World Cup-style tournament. It was supposed, at Disney World, was supposed to include all the MLS teams. Two teams had to back out because they had a lot of COVID tests. uh, FC Dallas and Nashville SC. i think their name is nashville city but so nashville and fc dallas are out so they've rearranged the groups and we had a game also this morning i haven't seen the highlights but the philadelphia union played dc united and philly won one now all right let's move on to the food of the week let's drum roll It, today's food of the week is potato chips. Now, I did tease that this is a great side dish, and if you go to Subway or any sub restaurant, you're gonna see these all over the place. And you do. If you go to Subway, there's chips by the vegetables, and there's chips by the side, and there's chips by the drinks. I love potato chips, I love the regular potato chips. I love sour cr- sour cream and onions the best in my opinion. The Utz wavy sour cream and onion or uh, Martin sour cream and onion are the best kinds. I love barbecue. I talked about last week when I eat hot dogs. I get the honey barbecue Utz potato chips. I don't like salt and vinegar though. Too much, just it, the flavor's too strong for me. And I don't really like any chips too spicy. Now, I do like... I will tolerate the heat of the uh, Martin's Barbecue kettle-cooked potato chips. And speaking of potato chips, my dad would get mad at me. But I have to mention his favorite, Middlesworth Barbecue Chips. Potato chips are great. And in Britain, they call them crisps. And they have Walker's potato crisps. Owned by the people... Which, by the way, Lay's Potato Chips in America has a partial ownership stake in. So when you see it, the Walker's Potato Chips, they have a similar logo to Lay's. It just says Walker's instead of Lay's. But, uh, I like their prawn cocktail chips, their cheddar and onion chips from Walker's. It's very good. The flavors are a little exotic, but that's. But it's Britain, so they have some exotic stuff that's normal to them. Um. Another place, I like potato chips. Now, this is getting on the theme of appetizers, but I think I've mentioned this place before, the Appalachian Brewing Company, all over the Harrisburg area. They have, they make their own homemade chips. Amazing. But they make a balsamic blue cheese chips appetizer. It is amazing. Sometimes, now over the pandemic, we got Appalachian Brewery. We love it so much, we got two orders of it. And every time we go to this place, we have to get it. It's amazing potato chips. The chips come with the homemade blue cheese, the warm blue cheese, and then the sweetness of the balsamic vinaigrette glaze make for an amazing taste. <laughs> and it's just as amazing. I, I sometimes would get it as my meal along with a cup of the cheddar ale soup. But we're not talking about cheddar ale soup today. We're talking about potato chips. And I'm trying to think if there's any other place I like homemade the homemade potato chips. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. Uh I do like Pringles. Our New York correspondent loves Pringles. Um Yeah. Um trying to think. Utz is my favorite, Martin's is pretty good, uh, I do like Doritos, Doritos will categorize, that could be a whole nother episode, nacho, I do like all forms of Doritos, nacho cheese, cool ranch, the uh, chili lime kind, or spicy Thai chili, uh, I've got a friend who got me hooked on that, so, uh, yeah, I love potato chips, I love everything about it, You can bet that I will be eating some potato chips while I watch the uh, fights on Saturday night. And I really just enjoy all snacks. I don't want to leave out the veggie chips as well. Veggie chips are pretty good sometimes. I can tolerate it. But you best believe I will be having some potato chips while I watch the fights on Saturday night. With that being said, it's time to wrap up episode number 5 of Sports Bar Talk. Be sure... If you're listening on Apple, or even maybe Spotify, to leave a five-star rating, write a nice review, wear a mask, happy birthday, Aiden, and hey, this is Sports Bar Talk, where we got the best seat in the house! See, I yelled there. Peace, y'all.